I am honored to be with you. The Manhattan Temple has been a very special temple to me ever since I dreamt of coming to the United States 30 years ago. Venerable Owen Lee was my role model, even though she did not know me then. Since then, your temple has inspired me in its creation of a practice community in the heart of New York City. I have heard that some of you are fairly new here and some of you are founding members. Whether you know it or not, your practicing presence has given me and many other lay and ordained practitioners great hope as a pioneering community of one Buddhism in the West. Also, I must say how blessed you are to have Reverend Toyeon Tomunim <clears throat> as a mentor teacher. Her Dharma work is amazing. An amazing example of the promising presence and future of one Buddhism in America. If you agree with me, raise your hands and shake. <laughs> Good, I just wanna check, make sure you are still awake. <laughs> you are with me. Dear friends, how are you doing all in New York in this surreal time? The hearts of one Buddhist around the world go out to you, our Dharma brothers and sisters in New York. We have been praying for your peace and well-being. No matter what is happening in our human life, the cycle of nature continues to flow. And here we are. Spring is here. Spring is here in New York too. Yes. <laughs> the season of celebration is here. <clears throat> Passover, Easter, and Sotesan's great enlightenment. Our temple garden in Chapel Hill, North Carolina is now more beautiful than ever with the vibrant green leaves and flowers such as daffodils, cherry blossoms, red buds, dogwoods, phlox, halibut, clematis, roses, and the glorious peonies are on their way. I call peonies our great enlightenment day flowers because they just open their bright flower color on great enlightenment day weekend. When I see the flowers and grasses popping out in the temple garden, I feel as if I am living in a paradise. You know, in the warm south, now is the peak time for spring blossoms. In meditation, I imagine I am a dogwood tree. I breathe in the freshness of spring. I breathe in warm sunshine. I imagine my roots reaching into the earth. 
I feel anchored and grounded. I'm grounded in the healthy chi energy home of Mother Earth. 22 years ago, I was serving in the Rockville Temple in Maryland. After five years, I moved to North Carolina to start a temple. And at the same time, I also worked in the social service department in Durham. One spring day at work, I sensed lighthearted energy and saw lots of smiley faces from staff and colleagues, even more than on other Fridays. Everybody was greeting me with, Happy Good Friday. I wondered what Good Friday meant and why the day was called Good Friday. Anyone knows? I learned that Good Friday is the day Christians honor Jesus' suffering and death as the ultimate sacrifice that redeems humanity. It is followed by Easter, which Christians celebrate Jesus' resurrection. I wondered why people call the day of Jesus' death Good Friday instead of a Bad Friday or something similar. In German, the Friday before Easter is called Sorrowful Friday. In English, some believe the term developed from an older name, God's Friday. Regardless of the origin, the name Good Friday refers to the suffering and death of Jesus. Each year, whenever Easter and Passover approaches, this time reminds me about the Dharma of death, rebirth, and liberation. The Dharma of letting go and transformation. Through suffering and Good Friday, there is resurrection. Through oppression and Passover, there is liberation. Through dying and letting go, there is rebirth. This time of renewal also connects to the spirit of Sotesan's great enlightenment, the resurrection and liberation of mind. For 20 years, Sotesan searched and practiced, trying to discover the ultimate truth. Towards the end of his search, he was near death, barely eating or sleeping. But after his great enlightenment on April 28, 1916, he was reborn. Just like a resurrection, his awakening was a true and complete transformation. Thanks to Sutesan's awakening, numerous Dharma practitioners like us have followed his path of liberation. Sotesan's spiritual rebirth brings us all together, even after 104 years, manifesting our Dharma community in America. At this most beautiful time of the year, we are all experiencing dark clouds 
with unprecedented health and economic crises. From the pandemic, day by day, unrelenting anxiety and fear arise. More than 20,000 people have died in the US and 50% of them are from the New York area. Many thousands more are afflicted. Pain and sorrow is engraved in our minds. Yet, yet we believe these dark clouds will pass. This will herald our rebirth of consciousness. This is a real practice time to focus on what we have and what we can do here and now. We are led to dedicate ourselves even more to liberating our minds from insecurity and fear. In these turbulent times, we hope and pray for the opening of a new individual and global consciousness. We can reconnect with our inner selves through quiet and solitude as Reverend Toyon prayed today. We can remind ourselves that we are interconnected and that we are responsible for one another's well-being. We can examine our need to be in control and to protect ourselves, balancing that need with an awareness of grace in our lives. The grace that connect continues to provide for us. The grace that continues to provide for us. Sotesan said, a practitioner of the way seeks to know the mind in order to achieve freedom of mind. A practitioner of the way seeks to understand the principle of birth and death in order to transcend birth and death. Sotesan also taught that one of the benefits of a meditation practice is this. You will no longer fear dying and death. A few weeks ago, one of the temple practitioners in Chapel Hill came to us with a unique request about her own memorial and deliverance service. She brought donations to use for flowers and services after her death. My Reverend Sister, Reverend Ginger, and I were a bit surprised because the lady enjoys good health and she exercises, meditates daily, and volunteers her services to the community. She is in her 70s and she does not have any children. She has signed up to donate her body to a nearby university for research. She will be ready whenever the time of her death comes without fear. She can enter nirvana without worrying about any burden she may leave behind. She's not only preparing to let go of her physical body, but she is also practicing to let go of her pride, her ego, and any image of self she has created. What powerful insights. 
A good death leads to a good rebirth. Good death means dying without having any lingering regret or fear. This requires our full, full attention and serious, thoughtful preparation. Master Chongsan said to a member who was about to die, it is difficult to clearly maintain our final thought at the very end of a lifetime. If in everything we do, our initial thought is sound, everything that follows will be sound. If our final thought is clear and sound as we complete our life, our eternal future will also be sound and right. If you come with a sound thought and go with a sound thought, then you will never linger in confusion on the road of coming and going. If you come with a sound thought and go with a sound thought, then you will never linger in confusion on the road of coming and going, but will return straight to the world of Buddhas. This is your aspiration and the way of your future and this is our prayer. At a community memorial service, Master Chongsan said, with the one blowing of wind and waves, all the water in the oceans becomes unsettled. As it subsides, all under heaven becomes calm. Our minds are also like this. If a single thought is unsettled, all karma follows suit. If a single thought is calm, all of the world will be transformed. If a single thought is unsettled, all karma follows suit. If a single thought is calm, all of the world will be transformed. Dear friends, in this constantly changing world, danger is everywhere, but this virus must not separate us from each other, spiritually or from our own true natures. This is the time to cultivate community, equanimity, and deep understanding of our minds and bodies. This is the time to support one another and pay attention to those who are impacted by illness or economic hardship. Out of this, out of this, may we realize liberation and unfold a better age. Namu Amitabhu Namu Amitabhu
May all beings be free. May all beings be at ease. May you be well and be happy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Reverend Wong Gong. Um, anyone has some you know, questions or some comments? Uh, it'd be nice to have a, we can hear a couple of people responding to her talk. Uh, it'd be nice. I simply want to thank you for um, the most beautiful insights for repeating so that maybe they'll stick in my head and for the message that you you shared with us which resonated i think probably for all of us but for me in my meditation which is to heal our world so thank you reverend what is meant by a sound thought thoughts arising from your calm and clear spirit impartial and no ego self in self egoistic self driven or involved without any filters from our preconceived notion experience or any concepts we learned or we accumulated from the past um, we tend to interpret in response to sensory condition. But if you let go of those filters and respond to sensory condition, which is a thought arising from our calm and clear spirit. That's how I understand as a sound thought. Thank you very much. Beautifully Thank and you. clearly said. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Thank you. Reverend Wangang, I would like to also thank you for giving us a tool to uh, deal with uh, the stresses that we're under, especially here in New, in, in New York, because this is something that is accessible to everyone if we just take a moment, step back, call ourselves instead of being so reactive so and you made it seem so clear and i really truly appreciate that thank you so much thank you